The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 15th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Maybe you remember last January, a three-year-old boy was missing for several days in eastern North Carolina. When family members couldn't find him, they called the police and local, state, and federal law enforcement and hundreds of volunteers searched for him, aided by dogs and drones and airplanes. Even here in North Carolina, January weather isn't hospitable, and they were searching in cold temperatures, heavy rain and wind. Happily, after three days of searching, the boy was found, wet cold and tangled up in some briars in the woods, but he was alive. Imagine the celebration that took place when he was found. In today's gospel, Jesus tells three parables about being lost and being found and about celebrating. Parables are stories that Jesus told to say something about the character of God or about God's reign or God's kingdom. The parables compare God and God's kingdom to the familiar world in which those who were hearing him lived. So the parables use yeast and bread 
widows and shepherds, merchants and rulers, to explain some aspect of who God is and what it looks like to live as God's people. Our lectionary reading only includes two of the three parables that Jesus told that day, but I am including the third one because the story is incomplete without it. Often, like he does today, he asks his audience directly, which one of you, any safe distance we have from his story, dissolves with this opening question? He is talking to us. In the first parable that Jesus tells here, a shepherd has 100 sheep and one goes missing. And the shepherd leaves the 99 to search for the lost one. In the second one, a woman has 10 coins and one goes missing. And the woman leaves the nine to search for the lost one. And in the third, a man loses two of his, one of his two sons when the young man takes his inheritance and leaves. Often my first response to these parables is to identify as one of the lost and to experience deep gratitude for being found, for knowing God, and returning to the church where I found a community. And that's okay as far as it goes. But as Amy Jill Levine, a professor of New Testament and Jewish studies at Vanderbilt writes, Jesus' followers would have known that parables and the tellers of parables were there to prompt them to see the world in a different way, to challenge, and at times to indict. Taking another look at these parables, one of my questions is, what does it mean to be lost? One popular interpretation is that the lost are unrepentant sinners, people who have strayed from the way of Jesus or even more deliberately refused to follow him. It is the story of the three-year-old illustrates sometimes we become lost. Our absence is noticed and we are missed by people who love us. And other times we experience being lost because we are overwhelmed by circumstances and unsure what the next step is. The sheep probably didn't mean to get separated from the flock or the shepherd, and certainly the coin, which was inanimate, didn't do anything to get lost. <coughs> Only the son chose to go away. And neither the sheep nor the coin repent. We can view the son's return home as repentance, but it's more likely that he returned because he was confident that his father's love for him was greater than a desire to hold him accountable. 
As I was listening again to these parables, I remembered the Genesis 18 story of Abraham bargaining with God. He stood before the Lord and argued for a city to be saved from destruction. If there were 50 or 40 or 30 or 20 or even just 10 righteous men in it. Eventually, God promised mercy, even if there were just ten. What we hear in these parables is that God's mercy reaches even to the one. As a shepherd, God leaves the ninety-nine, trusting them to protect and provide for each other so that the lost one can be restored to the flock. As the woman with the missing coin, God lights a lamp, shining it in all the dark corners of the house, all the places where demons dwell, sweeping and searching until she finds the one that is lost. And then in the third story, we see God pictured as a compassionate father who sees the son while he was still far off and runs to him to put his arms around him and kiss him. With these parables, Jesus challenges us that we should be restless and unsatisfied as long as there are lost ones. That doesn't just mean as long as there are open seats in the pews. But as long as we have neighbors who are separated from community because they have been lost in the crowd, overlooked or forgotten, as long as we have neighbors who are isolated or alone, as long as we have neighbors who have made mistakes or chosen poorly. I had the opportunity this week to sit down with Pastor Michael Gallat who is the executive director of Cleveland County Rescue Mission, and catch up on their work in our community. As most of you know, the rescue mission began the men's shelter in the building behind our property, and when the men moved to their new building on Buffalo Street, Heart to Heart Women's Shelter was opened in the bright yellow building there. During our conversation, Pastor Gulat told me several of the men and women's stories, but one especially stood out. A woman in a rehab program in Virginia was told that when the program ended, she would be turned out on the street. The facility gave her phone and internet access, and she set to work finding a place where she could go next and get back on her feet. Unlike most of us, she didn't have a safety net of family members who were waiting for her. When she tried to find a place, she was turned down more than 80 times. Her children were in Ruffton, and on her last day in the Virginia facility, as she searched for some place that would put her closer to them, she found heart to heart. She called and they said, yes, she could come there. And in the time that she has been at Heart to Heart, she has accumulated sobriety and been reconciled with her children. 
At the end of her long bus ride from Roanoke, she found a community that welcomes her as a beloved child of God, that celebrates her gifts and rejoices with her. Through the parables, Jesus teaches us that in faith, the fullness of God is in each of us. But we are not complete as long as there are lost ones. I hold together both my gratitude for being found and my conviction that I am God's hands and feet responsible for searching looking and watching with compassion for those who are lost. In each of these three parables, the lost do not quietly slip into a back pew during worship or just pick up where they left off. Instead, the shepherd and the woman and the father call all their friends and neighbors and invite everyone to rejoice with them that this one has been reunited. As I thought about the celebrations we have today when we might call friends and neighbors to rejoice with us, I thought first of retirements and graduations, and then weddings or the birth or adoption of a child. All of these are times when we are on the cusp of something new and not yet known. There is anticipation, and there is some uncertainty, but there is hope. When the lost are restor restored to their places alongside us, in our lives and at our table, we are complete and whole again, and we celebrate as we look ahead to what is yet unfolding. Let us pray. Loving God, through your Son, Jesus Christ, you give us your kingdom and count us as your children. Thank you for your abundant love and mercy that searches and finds every last one of us. Encourage us by your Holy Spirit and send us out with compassion for the lost the outcast, the lonely, and the grieving. Bring us to the day that we too can rejoice together at the wholeness of the family of God. We pray in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen.